Miracy. Hi, I'm Andy LaPalta, and you're listening to Making It. I'm a professional relationship strategist. I've written five books on the topics of networking and professional relationships. I have a podcast, the Connected Leadership Podcast, and I'm a professional speaker delivering keynote talks and training all over the world. I went to drama school when I was a teenager. I was often the lead role in productions, both at school and at drama school. At sixth form and then at university, I discovered the world of debating, ran the debating society at my sixth form or co-ran that uh, and uh, represented my university in international competition as well. I've always enjoyed writing. I wrote a football fanzine in my 20s. Going back before that, I backpacked in my mid-20s and I wrote long letters home. This was in the days before email. And I wrote five, six page letters, five, six pages of A4 that I sent to family and friends back home. And people passed them on to their family as well. So they went down very well. In fact, I was going to become a freelance writer before I found myself in the world of networking and professional relationships. So there was no one moment where I said, okay, that's my career path. But I think certainly from a professional speaking and from a writing perspective, there were signs along the way that this was something that that would be a good path for me, even though I didn't see them at the time as where my career would go. In my 20s, I jumped from job to job and I did everything from being a civil servant for four years, lots of little jobs when I was backpacking, which ranged from cold calling, selling raffle tickets to people at home in Sydney to running tours of Cape Town, working on film sets and working in backpackers. And when I came back, I worked as a sound engineer for Radio Live Link interviews. I was project manager of an organisation, the finest golf clubs of the world, and I ran car parks. So I really did jump from job to job. But that last job running the car parks was where I got to the point where I'd said, none of this is working for me and I just don't get on working for other people. I think I had, let's put it politely, too robust a personality. And it goes back to where the writing came in. I remembered how well received my letters from my backpacking days had been. My football fanzine that I mentioned had been voted as the best fanzine in the UK. So I knew I could write. So I looked to become a freelance writer. And at that point, my father was six months into having co-founded a business network. And he invited me to come and help them set it up as some part-time work while I got some writing commissions. But then he said, oh, you need to come to the meetings to see what they're like. And then I ended up being invited to take part in them. Then I ended up chairing one. And from there it developed. So it really was stumbling into something six months previously when my dad got involved with co-founding this organization was the first I'd ever heard of the word networking, even though it was something that I did naturally myself. One of our area partners was a lady called Jackie Barry. And Jackie Barry put on an event to attract people to a group that she was launching. And she invited a guest speaker. And she said to me, Andy, you should come along. This guest speaker, Peter Roper, is the regional president of something called the Professional Speaking Association. And I think you'd be interested. Now, I'd never heard of professional speaking at that point, And I didn't have a, an idea that this was something people did for a living or could charge for. 
And I came along to the event and I met Peter and he invited me to Birmingham to the Professional Speaking Association. And I was hooked. And that was really my introduction to speaking as a profession. So I joined the PSA, started going to the West Midlands where Peter was, to London, which was closer to where I lived, as well as going to other events where my travels took me around the country. And from that, things came. I remember my first East of England meeting and one of the the people there, a guy called Terry O'Halloran, turned around to me and, and one of the other members, Stephen Harvard Davis, and said, would you like to write a book together? And that led to what became my first book. And another member there, Keith Banfield, who's now in Australia, Keith turned around to me and said, would you like to record a CD together? There you go, I'm really dating it now. And we recorded a CD. So immediately we started to develop products. It just wasn't just about speaking, but it was about developing content to help people. And that was where I think I really engaged my passion. It's really interesting to reflect back on how do you know when you have made it? I'm not quite sure where that point is. I don't think I've ever reached it yet. And and there's been a number of highs in my career. You know, we've had a book I co-authored at number two on Amazon overall. I've appeared in the Financial Times and the Times and the Vietnam Times. There's some quite amazing things have happened, but I don't think at any point I thought I've achieved it. I've reached it. I've made it. I think That's a problem at times because it's hard to stop and celebrate key moments. We're going through a period of success at the moment. You know, at the time we're recording this in the last week has been very successful for me. And it's a period of the year when you don't expect much to happen. But you punch the air and then you move on because every time you win a contract, there's delivery. Every time you've delivered, there's follow up. Every time you've delivered and the client is finished with, you've got to find another one. So, I'm not sure at what point I can say I've made it. I think there's lots of little micro successes and you've got to find the time to celebrate those without getting complacent or arrogant about it. I feel comfortable with what I've achieved, but there's always more to do. Um, And if I ever retire, maybe there'll be a point when I can look back and say I made it. Making it for me is when I get an email from someone who says, I followed what you did and it achieved this for me. I got a new job. Making it for me is the person who said to me last week, ever since I saw you speak 10 years ago, I've always followed what you do and that's the cause of my success. Making it for me is when an event organiser turns around and says our event was a huge success and a lot of the feedback mentions your session. So it's a lot of small points which say I'm making it. And actually, let me change the phrase. And instead of making it, for me, it's making a difference. And if I know I'm making a difference to people and I'm making a difference to the people closest to me as well by keeping the business going and sustainable and successful, then I'm making it. I'm Andy Lapata and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at linktree forward slash Andy Lapata. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Andy L-O-P-A-T-A. And you can hear the Connected Leadership podcast on all of your usual podcast channels. Making it as part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. 
So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.